Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and I am so excited for Jen of Society Gal to join me this week. Hey, Jen. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me. I have admired what you're doing with Society Gal for so long. I have followed along with y'all and just your Instagram feed is so beautifully curated. I, I just love everything you guys are doing. Um, and I, I've really enjoyed being a follower of you guys. So I would love for you to kind of start by telling us a little bit about you, the story behind Society Gal, how you, um, what you do day by day. I'd love for everyone to get to know you. Awesome. Well, first, thank you so much. I appreciate all your kind words and we love having you be a part of our community too. So it means a lot um, coming from you. Uh, I'll just give you like a brief little summary of of who I am and what I do. My name is Jennifer. I go by Jennifer Jaden online, but my real last name is Bronner Schreiter. And the reason why I don't broadcast that a lot is because it's 14 letters long and it ends up being the conversation piece for like 10 minutes. Well, where did that last name come from? How do you say it? How do you spell it? So I just go by Jennifer Jaden online. It's much easier. Uh, I live in Beverly Hills, California. I've been here for four years now. I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I actually went to college in Hawaii, which I love. I love Hawaii so much. I have always been in the like business entrepreneur world. Uh, I like to say that my first business was when I was in fourth grade and I was selling Spice Girl postcards at recess. <laughs> uh, and... I probably made like $20 to $40 every recess uh, until the principal was like, you can't sell Spice Girl um, postcards anymore. So it was shut down. Um, I, I just love that, you know, we live in a time where we can, you know, create and build whatever business we, you know, dream of. It's, it's kind of amazing. So it's really powerful to be in this space with all of these entrepreneurs who are just literally doing what they love. And and so I had always been in the like blogging world before Society Gal, I had a blog and there was so much like community. There was lots of collaborations and events. And then I kind of got thrown into this consulting, coaching, kind of more behind the scenes type of world. And I just noticed there wasn't as much like community and there wasn't as much you know, collaborative efforts. And, and so I I really felt like, you know, it was missing something. So that's when I kind of just thought of the idea to kind of just create a community. And I really didn't have an agenda. I didn't really know what it was going to be for, but I just knew I had to create it. So that's kind of how Society Gal came to be. And yeah. That's, that's where I am right now. <laughs> ah, cool. I mean, I'm so intrigued because we have such a similar story. And I I love, I mean, A, I love that you were selling Spice Girl postcards <laughs> on the playground. I was Baby Spice in the second grade talent show. I don't know why our parents let us sing uh, If You Want to Be My Lover to our primary school, but they did. And I wore a gold sequin dress. It was a great day. Love it. Girl power, girl power. <laughs> Those lyrics at a second grade talent show. I don't even know what our parents were thinking, but we did it. <laughs> but seriously, it's so fun that we do live 
in like a time where we can really start whatever the heck we want. Would you attribute like your parents to kind of fostering that entrepreneurial spirit? Absolutely. My parents were serial entrepreneurs. You know, they had many amazing companies and they had, you know, companies that didn't work out. And so it always been in the, that world. And I think, you know, and you always like learn from watching your parents and my parents had always like created these amazing businesses and they helped, you know, create lots of like nonprofits. And I I really kind of, watched them and and saw like what it actually took to create a business and what it took to not, you know, be successful and what it took to be successful. So absolutely, they've really engraved it in me, you know, since I was little. So day by day, you work with other entrepreneurs with branding and coaching, right? Yes. So I, um, I do exclusive coaching for, um, clients and I also, um, you know, work with them one-on-one to help them actually create and profit their businesses. And, you know, some of them come to me with a concept and they're like, where do I start? Others come to me, you know, they're like, I know I have to do this, but I don't know what, you know, next steps to take. And then I have people who have like successful companies, but they're just like, I don't know how to market myself online, or I don't know how to use Instagram, or I don't know how to, you know, take my business online and, and use the platforms that are available today. So it's, it's really fun to help them, you know, dive deep into their businesses and really kind of help them create a plan that helps them streamline their business a little better. How cool. Well, I love that positivity and positive mindset. It's kind of a backbone to your mission, right? Like I read in an interview, you said, Um, teaching people to be in control of their life and how that positive attitude can yield positive changes for them. Like, what have you seen in working with people um, in your own journey? Um, What shifting gears and adopting positive mindsets has, what kind of difference has that made for people? So I used to roll my eyes when people would talk about mindset. I was like, okay, sure. Like, go do your visualizations. Go make your, like, you know, your mood board or your, you know, but I didn't realize it took me getting like bedridden sick. And I actually was diagnosed with Lyme disease to understand how important our mindset is and how our brains work. And I have done extensive, um, trainings and really have done my research in the world of neuroplasticity. (laughs) I never thought I would be into like this whole um, brain science and things like that, but I have been able to almost heal from this disease that kept me sick for years and just changing my thought pattern. And if you can change your thought patterns you can create so much more. I think a lot of us are stuck in a place of survival. And when we're stuck in a state of survival, we can't create and we can't grow. And, you know, then it can lead to, you know, your body starts shutting down and you're always worried all the time or you have self-sabotaging thoughts. And until you can acknowledge those and kind of look at them like, okay, this is keeping me stuck. This is keeping me where I am because our bodies just want to keep us, you know, safe. So it's, it's your brain's like, no, 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 don't, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've read the big leap or anything like that, but it's kind of like our upper limit. 
And we're not able to get past it until we consciously say like, okay, I see this for what it is. I'm going to step above it and still move on with my life or my business. And so we kind of have to take a step back sometimes and look at what's keeping us stuck where we are. You know, is it self-sabotaging thoughts? Is it negative thinking? Is it, you know, feeling jealous? Is it, you know, you really want to have this conscious effort and going, where is my mind at when I'm just sitting on my computer? Where is it going? And once you can kind of see where it is, you can then shape it and kind of, I call it like a brain hack and kind of like switch it around. And so you're taking steps to expand of where you are currently in your life. Hopefully that made sense. (laughs) Totally. I mean, I have a friend um, who also is a mindset coach and I love listening to you guys because A, you've done your homework, like this is science and it's so fascinating to me, the impact of positive thinking in your life. And so what would you say is the most common uh, mindset shift you work on with women? Like, obviously, I, I would assume imposter syndrome is a big one. What, what would you have to say? And what's your experience with that? You know, I, I never thought, like I told you before, I used to roll my eyes at mindset stuff. But like I said, I'm living proof that it works. And so you can't really push down what's actually helping you. And so for me, you know, all of us eventually kind of have to become masters in mindset when you're working in business because it shows up in any area. Um, You know, whether you're a hairdresser or whether you are, you know, working at a restaurant, you're always going to have people kind of share their story with you and you're going to find that their, um, their problems are going to be showing up no matter. And so if you can help people navigate and kind of switch their way of thinking, then it's going to help them evolve as a person. And that's going to show up in all areas of their life. So mostly when women or, you know, my clients come to me, they have a block around, well, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. Or, you know what, she's better than me. Or, you know, well, this girl has, you know, 500,000 followers, you know, or I don't have enough followers. And, and I kind of just, you know, help them take a step back and look at their story and their journey. And it's okay to compare yourself because you can use that as fuel to propel yourself further, but you don't want to compare yourself in a way that's going to be like jealousy or being like, Oh, she has 50,000 followers, but her hair is like so awful. You know, you <laughs> want to be like, good for her. So like, I mean, I used to be so negative and I used to be jealous and I used to be, you know, which is so funny because now I just really want to spread this positive message because I understand what it's doing in our brains when we're feeling jealous, you know, we go into survival mode. And so I always like when I feel that like, you know, we're human, we're all going to feel jealous. We're all going to feel like that, you know, not so good feeling sometimes. But if you can recognize those and go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to tell her on a comment that she is beautiful instead of sitting there and just bashing on her behind the scenes. Do you see a definite heart change and shift the more you do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
you start feeling less attacked or you start feeling less, you know, like the world's against me and you start opening up and you start noticing all the beautiful things that, you know, are around and that this person is. And, you know, no one's perfect. And Instagram is a highlight reel. And I, I, a lot of people have um, issues because of Instagram because it's such like a, you know, they're swiping through and they're seeing the highlight reel. They, they don't see behind the scenes. But you have to go into social media understanding what it is. Oh, you, can't, you can't just go in it thinking like, this is her life. I'm going to go to her house and it's going to be picture perfect. It's like, no, like it's her highlight reel. Of course. It's like, she took 800 pictures to get this one picture. Like it is what it is. It's an art gallery. Like just love it and be supportive. And, you know, even when you feel those like jealousy or you're feeling those, you know, not so good feelings, like I said, try and do something opposite and try and say something nice you know well you might not like her hair but you know what her like the fact that she can like carry herself so beautifully is is amazing you know so just try and find what is good about that person or what you love about the situation yeah I totally like I want to live a life being able to celebrate others not pick out their flaws (laughs) and I think like that for anyone making that shift Um, And choosing positivity is going to dramatically increase their level of joy, their level of success, because when you're able to celebrate others, you then create this home team of people who are willing to celebrate you. And I I just, I'm all for it. I love what you do. I think that is so cool. Um, And I, I bet you have such heartwarming stories of the women you've gotten to work with. What's your favorite, what is your favorite milestone to see women reach? You know, my favorite milestone is when it's like a switch is turned on and they finally recognize what I have seen in them all the, the whole time. And a lot of times people just need someone there to like hold them accountable and be like, just go do it. Like, just do it, you know? And it's just so amazing when I can see someone like have an idea just a concept. Maybe it's not even developed. They just like had felt called to do something. And they're like, Jen, help me. I feel really called to do something, but I don't know like the back end of the business. I don't know how to, you know, build a website. I don't know how to like actually turn this into something that can, I can help a lot of people. And then when it like shifts into something that's actually like a tangible thing, whether it's a product or, you know, they're becoming a coach or they're having a huge event. It's like amazing to see it from a concept, just like a little spark to an actual thing. So it's pretty cool. How cool. I mean, I bet that is so fun to talk about and to um, walk alongside them day by day. And you can see what you do in your own coaching trickle into society gal. I love, you know, the concept of community of community over competition, how did you kind of come into that mindset, decide this is going to be a core value of society gal and what has your response been? Well, like I said, I, I kind of had been like a jealous person and I had been very, you know, negative before. And I just knew that if I was feeling this way, there had to be a lot of people who are feeling the same way, but I didn't want to feel this way. And I know other people don't want to feel that way either. You know, they want to be supported. They want to be loved. And, you know, 
sometimes it's just lonely to be in this entrepreneurial world. You know, it looks all glamorous and stuff, but a lot of the time you're sitting behind your computer, you know, alone. Um, And so I just wanted to bring a place together or, you know, to put a place where people could come and ask questions and talk to each other and collaborate and, you know, just be a support system for each other. And it's been, you know, I say that like I put like the platform together, but it's not just me that makes this amazing. It's every person that's a part of it that participates, that comments, that asks questions, that is, you know, that's what makes it amazing. So it's not just me, it's everyone else. Yeah, just so you guys know who are listening, um, you can join the Society Gal Facebook group. It's really um a great community to be a part of. People are facilitating conversation all the time. And and Jen is right. It can be lonely. Like, yeah, the freedom and the ability to pick up and go wherever you want, whenever you want, far outweighs the negative aspects. But a lot of days, like, I have personal goals of getting out of pajamas because I feel frumpy <laughs> all the time. You know, like, I'm like, I don't want to sit in my pajamas behind a computer alone for eight hours a day. Like, it's not, it's not always glamorous. So I, I love that, like, you've built this community for women um, to come alongside each other and support each other. And do, do you see, like, the people who are part of the Society Gal community, are they, like, across the board in their endeavors? Yeah. So, you know, they are, they do a lot of things. And so it's really cool to see that, you know, there might be a photographer in the group or there might be, you know, someone who has a product and they can come together and, you know, collaborate together. Or, you know, a lot of people um, are finding their clients just through conversation. We try not to do a lot of um, promoted type of posting because we don't want it to seem like Craigslist. Right. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, you know, just through real raw conversation, people have grown their, you know, Instagram accounts by so much, you know, people are actually conversing with each other, people are able to collaborate, like I said, and it's just amazing to see all the different people in, in this group that, you know, they may not be doing the same thing, but at the end of the day, they have similar struggles and they can help each other. And, you know, one person may have a concept that someone else has been searching for. And it's just amazing to see it all just kind of come together. Yeah, it, it is really cool to be a part of. So I love getting to be a part of that community. And yeah, for anyone listening, you should come over and join the party. Come on in. Yeah, if you are like a female entrepreneur, definitely join the group every day or Monday through Friday. We have um, engagement posts. So, you know, you can post your Instagram or your Facebook or your Pinterest and it really helps, you know, build up your following and actual real like amazing followers who you know comment and like and it's it's just amazing like I love it so much it is it's so cool um what's been your favorite part of society gal I think just watching everyone else it's the best feeling ever and you know like I said I kind of just like put this together because I knew I had to but I didn't have like a huge like agenda or like a game plan. And I never really, you know, got into like sponsorships or things like that in the beginning, because I really wanted to build this on 
the women, you know, I wanted to really have like a place where they felt like safe. And so it's, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I've done a good job at bringing the space and then everyone that's just come in. It's just so amazing to watch them, how they've evolved and, you know, where they started and where they're at now. You know, some people um, I've worked with came to me not knowing what the heck they wanted to do. And now, you know, they're working with their favorite companies and making money, you know, doing things that they love. So it's really just a joy to watch the people in the group. That's my favorite part. I bet it is. I mean, that's got to feel just so cool. And just like to see like you overcoming like negativity and jealousy. And here you are like facilitating and empowering women like that is incredible. And just so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's so, you know, we all have similar struggles, you know. And so it's just so important to find a group of people that you know, whether it's society gal or somewhere else, like it's just so important to find people who understand what you're doing because, you know, I'm sure most of you who are listening, you know, you tell your aunt or your, you know, your husband, they're like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what you're doing, but you know, you get it and you know, you have to do it. And so when you find people who are like, I get it, I know it, you have to keep doing it. Come on. It's just like, okay. Like, it's, it's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Speaking of that, what would your advice be to women looking to build, you know, they can build community online, but looking to build community in their towns and their cities? Because I know that, yeah, my husband doesn't fully, I mean, he is so supportive, but it's not <laughs> yeah. like he's like reading every radiant column, you know, about, you know, the latest leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, or even like, what's it like to be a girl boss? Like he's not, he's, he's extremely supportive, but like conversation and bouncing off of each other only goes so far. Um, when your passions are so drastically different, what's your advice for women looking to build kind of community and, and how to come alongside other female entrepreneurs where they're at, where they live? Cause I, I know a lot of people feel lonely. Absolutely. I suggest that first things first is you look for other groups that are in your community or online. If you're, if you're not a like social person, um, look online. I mean, a little Google search will go a long way. You know, there's lots of like business membership, um, the business membership type of meetups, you know, meetup.com. And also, you know, there's like rising tide society or lots of tons of conferences, like just Google, like girl boss conferences or something. Um, you know, there's so many that you just need to like Google and look on Instagram and see, you know, the people that you, you know, are attracted to, where are they going? You know, where is your favorite blogger? Are they speaking at like conferences? Are they, you know, and so just look for other communities to join first and, and kind of, see how you like it, feel it out a little. And then I would suggest once you kind of build up your kind of your own little tribe, then that's when you can like start building your own type of community as well. Totally. I'm with you. And I think it requires a level of vulnerability. Like I, I, um, have conversations with friends all the time and they're like, do you love networking? And I'm like, no, when I'm there, I'm fine. But going there, I'm thinking of every reason to turn around. (laughs) 
<laughs> like it can feel stressful and overwhelming to just put yourself out there constantly, but it does get better with time and it is worth it. Absolutely. And I think like a really good little side tip here is when you are confident in what you do, it's a lot easier to talk to people, you know, because you're like, oh, this is what I do. You know, you just feel more confident in yourself. So I really suggest like sitting down and kind of like writing out exactly what you do and coming up with your kind of like elevator pitch is what it's called. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and so you can really know how to talk to people and what to say when you're asked, you know, what it is you do. So I think that's a really great little tips because you'll go into it feeling a little more confident as opposed to kind of just going, okay, I just have to do it, which you should just do it. Like, just do it. Listen to Nike, just do it. But, you know, prep a little, like, you know, have your business cards ready or, you know, if you're wanting to collect business cards, say, okay, I'm going to collect, you know, 20 other people's business cards today, you know, because then you have the power to contact them. You know, it's not necessarily the other way around. Um, make sure you have your elevator pitch, you know, ready to go practice it with your friends, practice it with, you know, your family, and you'll feel a little more prepared to go to those events. Yeah, I will definitely second that. Like having clear... Um having a clear exp explanation of what you do, um, not mm -hmm. only is it helpful to who you're meeting, but it makes you feel more confident in it. And that, I mean, that might take sitting down and defining your mission and your vision and what's the why behind what you do. And that will create a, la a layer of confidence when you're talking about it with people. Absolutely. I think clarity is key when you're feeling like all over the place. That's when things, you know, don't feel as good. So make sure you're really clear and set an intention to just go and like me and you don't even have to put pressure on yourself to like I need to do this or that just to say you know what I'm gonna go for 20 minutes and if it's not what I wanted to do or I'm feeling you know nervous give yourself you know room to leave if you have to but just go and try to go and do it um also if you can find like a friend to go with as well that's always so helpful um yeah, just just go, but make sure that you're not making yourself feel uncomfortable. Yes, I take my friend Griffin with me to all these events. Or really, okay. I tag along with her to every event I go to, and I'm like a stage five clinger. But hey, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always good to have someone there, you know. So, I mean, if you're feeling, I like to go to events alone just because I like to, you know, leave when I want to leave or, you know, do what I want to do. But it is so much fun when you have someone there and it kind of takes away a little bit of that anxiety and you guys can kind of like when you're talking to people bounce off you know ideas with each other and it's it's so fun to have someone to go with for sure for it sure. is fun but you don't have to <laughs> you can do it alone if conversation is dull you always have a friend because I've I've landed in those you know, type of meetups too. But yeah, you are brave for going alone. So obviously you're busy. How do you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? So this has been something that's been interesting to really, to me lately. Um, I 
I used to be like a yes man. Like I would say since I was little, I was like, yes, yes, totally. Yes, yes, yes. Even when I was like, I don't want to do it. And I think there's power in saying no to the things you don't want to do, which gives you opportunity to say yes to the things you really want to do. So I always say no to say yes to the things that I want to do. And People, you have to understand that people can't read your mind. I know we think people can all the time, and especially in relationships, um, <laughs> but but people can't read your mind, and you have to kind of like tell them, like, no, you know what, I can't do that right now, but I'd be happy to talk to you about it in a month, you know, or no, I just can't do that. I'm sorry. Um, and you can just say no. Like, there's you don't have to give a reason to people. I'm such like a very like comforter type of person that I have to say like, no, but totally we'll catch up later, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Just to be completely honest. So I believe that there's power in saying no, because it leaves time for you to say yes to those things that you really want to do, which is maybe spending more time with your family or, you know, going to get your nails done that you've been putting off for a few weeks. Like always make sure that when you say yes to something that there isn't something else that you should be doing instead. So I have really used utilizing no to people and, and I think it's pretty powerful. I think, you know, I honestly, I try to not be too busy. I really set my schedule and block time out to really do the things that I love because life is so short and, you know, not to like keep bringing up having an illness, but I was really, really sick and I missed out on a lot of opportunities. And now that I'm feeling so much better, I want to like live it up and do what I'm passionate about. And, and so it's important to understand, like really look at things and saying like, okay, if I do this, is it going to take away from something I really, really passionately want to do? And if it is, then just say no. Yeah. I mean, I, I've found that I am the most creative and most successful when I keep a, a lot more margin and space in my life. And when it's filled to the brim with stuff to do, I, I go into a major creative rut Um, And so that's saying no has had to be a huge priority for me lately because otherwise I am like totally bankrupt of ideas or the ability to carry out important tasks. And I I feel so much overwhelmed when I say yes to so many things. And I am, I'm like you, I'm a yes girl. (laughs) I have (laughs) the biggest case of FOMO there ever was. Like I never want to miss out on anything, but you know, I, the older I get, the the more powerful saying no feels because it creates the space and freedom in your life to be like truly happy and say yes to the things you want. Absolutely. And I think when you are, and maybe you can back me up here, but when you are doing the things that you truly love, like everything is just in this amazing flow. Like when I'm taking time to meditate every day, you know, when I'm taking time to really nourish my body or when I'm taking time to like really 
create a place for creativity and doing what I love, everything else falls into place a little easier than when I'm just saying yes to the things I don't want to say. So, you know, there is power in really blocking out time for yourself because a lot of us were like, oh, I'll totally like, you know, go to yoga tomorrow or I'll totally meditate, but we don't block it out for ourselves. And we kind of just like, forget about it. So I really believe in like blocking out the things that are important so that you can't say yes, because it's already blocked out because you know, okay, no, from this time to this time I'm doing it. Yep. And to, for me, like I deleted email from my phone this week because I realized how not present I was on when I had my phone and was getting email dings, you know, and I wasn't able to be present throughout the day. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to check email once a day and I'm not going to be attached to it the rest of the day. It totally um, takes away from the space I've created in my life. And it's been, I've been more productive having deleted it. Amazing. I love that. It's so true though, because I don't know if you're the same way, but I feel like I have to get like it done now. Like I'm a very like, let's get it done now. Like I need to write back this email right now. I need to do this right now. So when I see like an email come in, I'm like, oh, I got to respond now. Like they're waiting for my answer, but really they're not. They're not. Unless it's like a pressing matter, they wouldn't be emailing you. They would be calling you. So, (laughs) so for sure, I believe that like give yourself a little breathing room. Like know that, you know what you set the tone for yourself and you set the boundaries for yourself for other people. And so you really need to like, I know for me, like one thing we're going to start incorporating is, you know, an automated email that goes back and says, please allow, you know, 24 to 48 hours for a response. If it's a pressing emergency, like please contact here. And you really have to set those boundaries for you and especially your clients, you know, so that you can, not feel that like anxiety all the time or feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to respond to this email right now, you know, and wake up in the morning to immediately check your email. Yep. And that was another thing. I don't, I'm not checking email first thing in the morning because then I'll stay in my inbox all day long. And I'm, I have major inbox anxiety and I want <laughs> it at inbox zero and I want to respond right away. But that is just like, so it's for me, it's been super detrimental. So I had to make some decisions to, yeah, put an autoresponder on. That's a goal on my list too. And say, hey, (laughs) I'll get back to you in 48 hours because that's normal. That's a standard business practice. So why have we put this demand on ourselves to respond within five minutes? I have no idea. Absolutely. I think one thing I've been really teaching everyone in kind of my circle is to treat yourself like a business. Like you are a business. And one thing that's been very interesting in this, and I'm not sure if you experience this at all or any of you listeners, but you feel like you're almost working at a flea market or that you're up for negotiation with your pricing. And I don't believe that's true. I think we need to set that standard to be like, we are a business. This is our pricing. It's, you know, we've structured it like this for a reason and it's not up for discussion. And so, you know, I'm all about giving, you know, a 10% discount here or 15, you know, percent discount there or a referral fee if they refer someone. But other than that, like, it's okay to say no again. Like, it's okay to say, you know what, this is just not working out. And so 
really understand and treat yourself like a business. I, I've put together a mini course. It's um, on my website, jenniferjaden.com, um, Profit Your Passion, and it's $47 right now. And what it does is we walk through your your whatever you're doing, whether you're a blogger or a coach or a consultant, you can we'll walk you through how to kind of come up with your pricing and how to really structure yourself in a business standpoint. And then we walk through, we have a full spreadsheet where it goes over, you know, all of your costs and your expenses and what it actually takes to run your business. And that way you can understand, okay, I need to be charging this and this and that. And in just doing that, it's been so incredible. People just coming out and being like, I never treated like myself as a business. And I'm like, you have to set, you know, boundaries and you have to set pricing and you have to set like, you know, otherwise you're just going to be running a nonprofit, you know, without it being a nonprofit. So it's just really important to treat yourself like a business and really do kind of the back end work so that you're not coming up with all of these kind of like loose ends. Cause you know, for me, I felt like I kind of just was thrown into it and I never really structured things properly. And I never really treated myself as a business. And now I'm understanding how important it is to set it up from the beginning. Heck yes. If I, I recommend that highly to everyone listening, cause I'll say, you know, I have a business and you know, the first time I did a price rate, raise, I was terrified. Like I'm going to leave, I'm going to lose these clients. But when I was able to explain to them, look, in order for me to scale and this to be a sustainable income and to give your brand my full attention, if, if I don't raise my prices, you're essentially hiring me to work for you for a very low hourly wage for under minimum wage. Most of the time, like I might as well go get a a desk job, which is what I left in order to do this, in order to serve you. So like your prices matter. And to touch on that, this is why there is such a pay gap between men and women. I've read some research on, you know, even right out of college, there's a girl up for a job and a guy up for a job. A girl will take the lower the lower salary just to get the job and a guy will walk away because he knows his worth more often than not. Obviously that's a blanket statement, you know, that doesn't, you know, apply in every situation, but more often than not, the guy will just say, no, I'll keep looking for a job if you're not going to pay me correctly. And the girl will be a little more um, demure and say, sure, I'll take it because you know what? I've done it. I, and then I've also been on the end where I did negotiate at a day job and, uh, said, look, I can't work for that. I know the other girls in this office are working for less than that, but I can't. And you know what? I started out higher than anyone in the office because I had the guts to, to know my value. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I think, you know, yes, yes, absolutely. It's, it's so important that you charge your worth and you understand, you know, where you need to be at financially, whether that's a hundred thousand dollars a year or a million dollars a year or $30,000 a year, you need to understand how much that, you know, what that will take to get there. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have to understand your costs and your time. And it's just so important to know this from the beginning. It will save you so many headaches and it will save you just, just take it from us, you know, really understand your worth 
and know what it takes to get there. And, you know, your services aren't up for barter. Like they aren't, they don't have to be, you don't need to play, you know, and honestly, in all reality, if you have clients that are trying to, you know, get you for X amount a month and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should take it because it's so low, just say no, they're probably not your ideal client anyways. They'll probably be the client that's calling you at 12 a.m., you know, asking you about like a missing period on Facebook. So that's that's where it's at. So, you know, your clients that are going to like value you and pay you properly are going to be there. So if people are trying to get, you know, you to do something for like under minimum wage, just say no, like you're worth way more than that. I know. And it can feel like, oh, but I need the cash. I should take it. But it's really hard to move out of that bargaining with those people if you discount it the first time. Um, you will probably forever discount their package and you don't want to be working. What's the point of you doing what you do if you can just go get a job um, anywhere else, you know, on a whim for the same wage, you know? And so I think people respect you when you set boundaries and set firm prices. I have clients who tell me you are undercharging me. And those clients are seriously the kindest, most respectful, honoring, healthy people I work with. And so, you know, attracting the right kind of client and being willing to let go of um, the less ideal clients is worth is worth it a hundred times over. <laughs> Absolutely. And you'll, once you start um, charging your worth, you're going to find that you're going to f- get those clients that you love that are healthy. Like you said, you know, that are amazing. Like I know as soon as I raised my prices, I felt like I got a new caliber of people that I'm working with that, you know, have been like my dream clients, you know? So it's, it's okay to raise your prices. I mean, you, that's why it's important to know like what it takes to go because you don't want to just pull prices out of a hat because that's what we've kind of been accustomed to. Like, oh, I don't know, we'll just charge this much. You want to understand like what does it take? What is the time? What do you want to be charged, you know, hourly? And what does that look like in a package? And 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 just understanding, you know, what it actually takes to go into it. I mean, if you are starting a let's say a cookie shop or a cupcake shop, you would have to know exactly how much each ingredient costs and what a cupcake actually costs you and with the amount of time, with the amount of ingredients, with the storefront. So, you know, understand what it actually takes for you to be in business. Oh, girl. Well, I was going to ask you if you could share just one thing. What would you like to pass along to listeners? But I think that's it. I mean, that was... So on point, I think we have so many um, listeners who are in that boat who could really benefit from A, your course, and B, just the advice you just shared because it really is so valuable. I mean, is there anything that that you feel is even more important to pass along to our listeners that really could be a game changer for them? Yeah, I would say just start where you can. Everyone is in, you know, a different situation. I know for me, I've started all of my businesses with zero money, with almost like negative money in my account. Um, And I'd never let that stop me. I never let my current situation stop me. So 
really just start with what you can. You know, there's so many amazing online resources, you know, that you can find. And there should be no excuse that you're, you know, that's stopping you from doing what you want to do. So really just start with what you can do. Start with where you are and just believe in yourself and find a group of people, whether it's society gal or whoever, you know, else, and really just find, you know, the strength through them. I, I love it. Preach girl. Um, (laughs) I am so thankful you got to join me today. Um, I know our listeners are going to want to find you, but before you go, I want you to share a few of your favorite things. I know that in an interview I read, it said <laughs> you like the lightning bolt emoji and Stacy Schroeder, Stassi Schroeder. And all I can say is same. I'm a big <laughs> Vanderpump Rules fans. Judge if you must, people. Um, it's how I decompress. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you will find a lightning bolt emoji in approximately 50% of my text messages. So what are Amazing. some of what are some of your favorite things? Um, so I love Stassi. I think she just like says what everyone's thinking, which (laughs) I'm just like, yes, like everything she says. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, and she's gorgeous. You know, she's beautiful. Um, and I mean, my favorite thing is to, I literally am doing what I love. And so my favorite thing is to just help people live their dream. You know, I just love helping people and, and, you know, I love to see people, like I said before, you know, with just an idea and taking it to something that's like tangible. So, you know, I also, I love, um, I love to try out new places. I love to, you know, I, I live in Beverly Hills. So like West Hollywood, we have all the cute, like Instagrammable um, like Alfred coffee shops and all these amazing places. So I love to just like explore the city. I'm an ocean lover. I'm obsessed with like everything to do with the ocean. So I love to, you know, hop on over to the beach sometimes. And yeah, I'm just, I'm a total girl's girl for sure. Oh, I love it. Well, if I make it out to California this year, we're going to have to hang because we are kindred spirits. It has been yes. so fun. Where can everyone find you who's listening? Yeah, of course. So if you are wanting to join Society Gal, just head on over to societygal.org or you can find us on Instagram at The Social Society. Um, And then you can personally find me on Instagram at Jennifer Jaden or you can head on over to jenniferjaden.com. Awesome. Well, I am so thrilled to have you here. And until next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. You guys, wasn't Jennifer awesome? I just so enjoyed talking about positivity and her heart for entrepreneurial women and bringing women together. I think she's just total rock star. Thanks for joining us in this episode of the podcast. As always, we would absolutely love for you to leave a review. It really matters and your feedback is important to me. So until next week, I look forward to seeing what you have to say about this podcast on the review section of the podcast app right where you find Radiant Podcast. As always, this episode is produced by Christian Sager and the song is by Kayla. You'll love her. Find her on iTunes. 
It's not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.